0: why is blue and pink such a great combination it is if blue is very dark and pink is a drab imagine a very crushed pink velvety sofa that is not very saturated like how we see other pink usually is more on the grayish pink side and a very prussian blue kind of wall behind it is a great combination, wouldn't you agree? It's not even my favourite combination. My favourite combination is usually you know, turquoise and um, a different kind of pink. I don't even know the names of those colours. Most of my artworks are in that colour. If people who are aware of my identity, I'm pretty sure would know me or associate those colours with me or associate me with those colours quite similar to combination of colors so i feel like okay there are like multiple multiple colors that exist even between two digits of like you know rgb or i think that there'll be new other systems that exist similarly there are so many other people and i don't think every color has a valid combination not every color exists with the right kind of combination so why don't always feel like we might find the perfect fit out there Like someone who is right for us, like a soulmate. Okay, I think everyone in this, you know, uh, is already over the topic of soulmate because we are all leading a very drab life. Not as good as the pink is. But you know, it's it's still (laughs) grey. It's very much grey, but very little pink, maybe. And we constantly keep feeling like, you know, maybe, is there a great combination to grey? Maybe there is in certain spaces, yellow does work great with grey. I don't know if any other colour would be great with grey. Maybe a little bit of like emerald green. No, no, not great. Alright, my point being, aren't we all looking out for that one person? Either someone to come and rescue us from our very boring lives not saying that that person will give us you know castles and dreams that didn't even exist earlier or even passion like we see saying that oh every single living moment will be like you know filled with so much of fire but we are looking for somebody that we can call our own someone that you know that exists as the perfect figurine like a best friend that will just understand you with just the looks every time we go see some instagram reels about how people just say like oh POV" when you look at your best friend and they they already get what you mean and you feel like no that's not very relatable to me because i don't think there's anybody who gets that even if i actively go and explain it to anyone let's say in my team people be like no i don't understand that can you please explain and you have to go on to explain to almost finish the entire work that the team was supposed to do together and you just feel like isn't there a single person out there who's compassionate forget about passionate just compassionate to say that okay maybe i like to help other people but you just feel like okay at some days when things are going bad that everybody around you are just very bad i don't want to give them any bad names but are very bad and they're not very empathetic or they're just finding their own pleasures in the little things and are not bothered about the greater good and you feel like you're the only one towards that particular race and you just feel alone i think everybody does go through that phase i don't know if everybody acknowledges it though because we all project this image in not just social media, but even in our life to make it feel like, no, you are good. One of those reasons is so that nobody ever feels like you deserve less. So everybody is like, you know, putting up your wedding pictures or like, you know, outing with your friends that, you know, very well, you just were planning for like four months or something. And you finally went out for that one day and it was not even that great a day because you were dehydrated. And you felt a little left alone at some point, And you might end up, you know, arguing at the end. Or even if you did enjoy, you felt like, oh, I wish I could go b- back home and sleep. But no, when you had to project it, it'll always be like, no, this was the best thing. And I'm always with my squad. And, you know, I'm having a great time. And when you put travel pics with, you know, uh, your buddies from college and... People that I'm pretty sure even in while in college you might not have had much conversations with, but now you just have proofs of pictures of like, oh, y'all are under the so- snow. But aren't we all living that same lie? It's either to project that image to say that, no, I deserve this because I've done so much of work towards it. It's either that or it's so that you don't want to keep explaining to everybody about how bad life is or to not say that oh nothing is happening in your life you need for people to know that something good is happening in life you need to project yourself into saying that just hold up i am doing well in life and nobody has to judge me already because i think my family is already doing that but similarly now talking about family family also wants to have that projected image that we're all doing well Nobody is bothered to know okay are we really doing well because they just want to sell that image into saying that oh this is my reputation like i've got you know kids who are doing really well or let's say i've got siblings who are doing really well and you need that you need that to s- it's pretty much like the description in a pill bottle or in some uh, you know product category you don't know if if it really is true forget about the ingredients you know what it promises to do it'll be like oh for shiny soft hair or something you have no idea but you just believe that or you just claim it so that tomorrow eventually if you have to if you have to show your shampoo bottle to someone you will be like, no, this gives you like shiny soft hair it is not necessarily like somebody is just catching you with shiny actual shiny software soft hair and is like asking oh what is your shampoo no it's mostly like you know when they say can I borrow your shampoo or like are you packing for I don't know a trip or something what do you have in your bag something like that I don't know but I think we're all screaming into the void that we all think we'll never actually find that one either we're all in our 20s waiting to be discovered saying that that someone will you know knock on our door at some point or maybe you'll just You'll want to have that, you know, story of like, I stepped into a cafe, I went to a bookstore, I met this person. But frankly, we ourselves are not actually going to the cafe alone, ready to meet people. either we're going there because we saw something on instagram that said like oh there's a beautiful cheesecake that you would die for this is not something that you've ever tasted before and you really want to go test it out by saying that is it really that good and once you start eating you're like it's not even worth the cost that you're paying but you have to enjoy it so you just click pictures to put it up on instagram by saying i've paid so much so i might as well you know cherish the aesthetics of the situation and you don't even remember the taste at the end of the day And to bookstores, I don't know how often do we even go into bookstores unless we already have, you know, certain list of books that we're going to buy, which might be a once a year trip. I mean, I'm talking about the average who might not even go into bookstores or maybe they would go into like sales sections. For instance, I usually go to a lot of these used books Um, places even if I were to go to the book fair I mean Chennai has this book fair like that's happening once every year and during the month of Jan and Feb I believe and I love going there and I don't think there's any other time that I buy books from so for me it is always a once a year deal and even at that point there are like no I'm literally sure that there are like thousands stalls there that I step in get out write notes on it because I believe that I go to the book fair for maybe 4 or 5 days in a row. I write stuff about the stalls, write the names to know that okay, I will eventually buy books from it on the 5th day. And I'll end up buying maybe like 5 or 6 books. And you wouldn't believe it, I wouldn't actually buy any new ones. I would just buy old used ones because I'd be like, I'm going to just read it once, maybe twice. Why spend so much for it? in that case and obviously when I'm doing all this I'm not looking to meet up somebody in the book fair and be like oh wow what a mute meet cute moment i'm more bothered as to like what if i forget the stall that i had in mind where this particular book was or tomorrow what if that particular book is already taken by someone just because you were thinking that um i will eventually find that same book in some other stall for a much cheaper rate and trust me always stall number 996 or 874 has the cheapest rates you you have to just go through everything and you can't even like in between just dive deep you can maybe near stalls 300 or 400 but you can't directly go to you know the cheapest stores because stalls or something because they're always hidden in the nook where it's not even like midway where you i mean maybe it is midway okay so there's no meat cute in that and i think we're very similar to the stall situation in fairs the lucky stuff that happens to us you know when we are with people or when we are alone is very much like that stall very rarely do we have these great days that we cherish as good memories later on i mean when we were young as a child our great memories were easy to pinpoint it was always the day maybe if you were academically gifted um the day that you might have gotten your proficiency certificate I had that great day like seven years after waiting but I'm telling possibly so that is one thing Uh, possibly one of those days where you know you would have scored the highest or like somebody would have commended for your efforts this is if you're on your academically good side or let's say the great days might have actually been on an average your sports day or the dramatics not the annual day though because the annual day is mostly what the teachers put up for parents to see how the school goes about things so annual day i don't think is a great day but sports day i understand we all know at the end of the day we felt like we were being fried up like onions or something like frivolous almost At we all started like plump and nice white in color not white as in like skin color <clears throat> i meant more like bright <laughs> okay and then we shriveled off like we we were non-existent in the pan we shriveled off to the edges of where the shades of the only trees that skirted around the ground were but yeah and then you don't even know if it we taste burnt or like actually nice caramelized onions okay they're like caramelized onion but whatever I think that's what sports day became but the good part was always after we had done our part you know like the whole march past is done and then after the relay that you were supposed to be a part of like if you're like the mediocre person that i was during sports events and all that i was never a part of these big athletic power you know activities so after you did the basic average thing you'll go settle down inside your tent and you'll constantly keep cheering for every event where you're just cheering for your house and towards the end the big deal was the after the final march pass they'll announce all the winners and you have no idea what which house win one for a lot of things but while a lot of activities are going on your scoreboard keeps uh, keeps getting updated and you know all your friends are of different houses so you it's very much like a mix you know you're like okay we want to go to all these stalls during uh, lunch period i mean lunch time and also at that point we'll keep wondering okay is my stall uh, sorry? Is my scoreboard getting lifted up? But you can't cheer much because you're among your friends who are from other houses. So you're like, oh yes, okay, but silently. So towards the end, at the last march past, you can actually scream, and I think that's always been a good day for a lot of people. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so I think it's very much like it's very pertinent when you're in a child as a child no there was always this excursion which was like a great day for sure whether you know whether it's going to go good or not the previous day or the day before you've already chosen the dress that you're going to wear if they allow you to wear a different kind of dress or if it's uniform you've already you know kept the best set of uniform for that you've already kept uh, You know, certain things aside for your excursion, you've asked your parents to buy Cheetos and I don't know, lace and all that for the excursion, but not, you know, too much that your bag is going to be very heavy when you're going to walk around and just like a week or two before you've already had discussions in your gang about okay who are the partners and all that because when you're on rides you have to go in twos or threes right so in the case of twos do we all have our right twos because we don't have to mix up and in case of threes then what happens sometimes it'll have to be like even two gangs mismatches like not mismatch mixed and matched yeah let's just say because there might be only like i don't know eight here, so you'll have to find another person from another gang for to make it to a nine so we'll have like two gangs also that are merging up together this kind of thing and over the years i think it also just improved maybe like the towards the later years uh let's say in 11th or 12th it was all about like sharing rooms together so you always had to like pick out um the friends that you would be sharing rooms with and you have to uh, I mean, you can't directly go ask the teacher also out in class asking them, okay, is it going to be four in a room or five in a room or three in a room? Because if you start that out very early, she's going to pick on you with physics or whatever, chemistry, whoever that is is teaching with whatever subjects that she feel, you know, that you'll be quite bad at or something and you'll get laughed at. And, you know, it's already killed your spirit. So you'll have to wait, but you can't wait for too long because what if people have already decided to... (laughs) sleep with another person okay sorry (laughs) but yeah so let's say those things were always the thing you know days to look out for during childhood but what happened after the adulthood i mean we can no more just keep saying that oh vacation has become a great day right because now even vacation is also more like oh wow like an extended sleep journey like okay i'm already doing like only four hours a day now uh, during vacation time i can actually sleep or oh, that's what you plan for and you are forced to do a lot of other things uh, that is when you know your house also gives you problems and troubles into saying that no that was when i will break away from your oh, water pipeline and all those things and then you're like oh thankfully it's happening now when i'm on leave instead of you know when I'm out at work, and you know, and the plumber's not ready to come on Sundays. I mean, that's just a lie that you're telling yourself that you're grateful that it's happening during vacation. You know very well you you're feeling really, really put up that it's happening now at your vacation when you were supposed to be sleeping for like 10-15 hours. But we have a what's what's been our great day, one nice day during our adulthood. It's always this you know random days that you were not even expecting. Unlike our childhood where things were almost predictable. Like you know very well the next year. What could be the great days were maybe one day going to the theater. And watching this great movie. That the next day you can go back to school and be like. Have you watched this movie? And I'm like yeah obviously yesterday. Oh my god. <gasps> Night show. But now it's like a movie. You can't even go tell people you're watching movie. Which would also mean like you know are you that free no to your colleagues you have to tell how bad the job has been or you know how tired you are and how how much work you're doing and you're not even getting enough time so you can't go tell them that you you've gone out for a movie right unless they're very close to you but i'm saying you should be like no i didn't even have time to sleep i have to cook there's so much of problems okay i mean if you're having very healthy relationships with them and you're not doing any of these things good for you but I think I can talk for like majority who feels like... No, they can't actually admit to people that they've had great days. Because it's always one of the either. 80% people just ignore. 20% they make you feel bad for even having a good day. Okay, and they're also jealous. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Yeah, if you've got a best friend, then yes. But in that case, your best friend is mostly listening to all of your... Bad days, and maybe they are the ones praying to the universe and be like, please give her a good day so that I'll get a break. One day, <laughs> just one day, I'll get a break and I'll, I'll listen to a smile instead of you know, maybe just listen to a cry. Just, every day, it needs to be like, a oh, pick up, picking up the phone, like crying. Okay, who is it now? What happened now? What crashed? Which app is already gone? I mean, when I mean app, not mobile app, like Photoshop. But quite similarly, it's hard for us to find those things. It's very much like that 996th stall, which you know is not extremely cheap like every other store. Maybe um, the good books one, okay not the good books, the freshly bound books now might have been like some 400, 500 and the earlier stores which later on started deducting over like to 200 range. And in the 996, you would be hoping to get them for like 50 bucks. Maybe so, but you haven't gotten your favorite book for 50 bucks. So it's even more pain racking because you know there are books for 50 and you were expecting, but the ones that you wanted aren't there. And the ones you want are there, but not for 50, maybe for like 150 or 100 so you don't know if you're going to be disappointed because 100 150 is better than that 500 you might have paid for the good books but you're not actually sure either because this one looks really bad and should you like wait because there was another book stall which was maybe selling it for 180 which had a much better condition now if you think about 150 and 180 it's just 30 rupees distinction but a great difference among quality the 181 was actually very nice like really good but the 150 is so bad but you weren't expecting to find um only 150 you were expecting it you know to go around till 50 so that's why you gave up on the 181s and you actually forgot to write down which stall it is and now you don't know which stall even has the 180 because you know at the end of the journey the 181 was the right pick because it's a better rate compared to the 500 and a better quality compared to the 150 but now you don't know which stall that is i think that's also how we are going about in our dating life and that's why we feel like we're screaming into a void we're looking for the perfect combination like how oh red has with green but you know very well if you're You know, a designer, we're not talking about the typical red and green. But the red and green that people are not even giving it a chance for. The right kind of red and green. You know, like turquoise and orange maybe. It it, it is typically like red and green, but, you know, rotated a little bit on the wheel. Quite similarly, you've got these very perfect combinations, but... um, Sometimes you see that happen out there, you know, when people talk about their serendipitous love connections. Like, oh, they just met this person <gasps> up on the giant wheel where they were also, you know, eating the same softie as you. I don't know. Nobody's told me such a story. So I'm just building onto it saying that this might be the perfect story. I don't know. Sometimes I've done this. Um, sometimes when I'm on my own in one of these rides... I'll be like, oh, pirate ship and it's like such a high when you're on top. What if some guy just looks at me from down there and be like, oh, I love the way that girl smiles. And so once I get down, he'd be like, you know what? I want to buy you one nice, I don't know, snack. <laughs> it's never happened, but I'm telling you those combinations no it's very hard but so our serendipitous liking has always been like how we're searching for that 50 bucks second hand book that we feel like thousand stalls i'm pretty sure it should be there at least in one of these places because there are stalls that do sell books for like 50 rupees but not the good book. so i think when we're looking out for somebody we feel like this person is not that great in this and that person is not that great in this and why are we comparing we've already got a mental image of this is the person that we have in mind like okay i i don't know sometimes you know what uh, books are the reason also you know these great romance fiction that it's also hard to come up come upon like great romance fiction actually because most of them are like telling the same story over and over again expecting to say that oh so you like this i'll put you this one up but then there is no story there okay so it's very rare like you know you read 12 books or something and only one of them has actually a good story and once you found that good story and the guy you constantly have it like okay i'm always looking for my mr darcy maybe Darcy existed in the 1800s but I am going to look for somebody now here in 2022 I hope nobody is being washed off because of our capitalistic terror and uh, a lot of the climate change uh, situations that my Darcy still exists somewhere alive and must have a big mansion but you know I can't tell that out loud because then I will be termed as a gold digger but obviously, why do you need someone that rich, you no? Know? only then will he be able to focus on maybe spending time with the girl because if he's not, I mean, that rich in this capitalistic economy, you'll get washed off. You will have to keep slogging till, I don't know, till the day you die. Right? I don't know. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. But okay, that doesn't matter. And then you're expecting a feminist also somebody who just gets the problems and who's not like every other five year old guy in a large 20 or 30 something body who's like oh i don't know nobody's got problems these days and i have to go on into an entire rant by saying how privileged everybody is not just you know in the technical sense but also in a lot of our opportunities of even being able to own a motor vehicle of how privileged that is to you know compare yourself with somebody else and how privileged men are compared to women again i don't want to go into a rank of all that but in that case people are just blind i mean see even a lot of us are being privileged and we are being blind to a lot of these things but i think we have to give it some moment to keep learning 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 to know how much of struggle everybody is going so that it's never gonna be fair, but at least we're got we're gonna get sensitive to their issues and give them enough opportunities for that. So yeah, so finding somebody who understands all that, who's also feministic. I mean I'm telling all of this in a point of view f- As a girl, but I'm pretty sure men are also having some, you know, someone who's not necessarily putting enough pressures on them by saying that, oh, this is exactly how you need to behave and this is how you should be. And because there are already enough pressures for them also that the society keeps posing. And now to expect that, oh, I need to do so much before I actually find a girl. Because you know what? Our online dating scenario is the worst if you're a guy, for sure. I don't know how many girls are even in the online dating game especially in India because I think the ratio is quite bad also it's already in a lot of studies that are not done in India as far as I've read have been like 9 men to 1 women ratio and that itself sounds terrifying so I'm pretty sure in India it must be something like 30 to 1 30 men to 1 girl I think that's how it is on our roads also but yeah maybe that is the thing people got killed off or something in between I don't know or was the abolition of female infanticide a lie and maybe it's going on still I don't know okay not to talk about things very lightly but I'm just saying why are there very little very less women around and more men maybe because a lot of parents would rather have guy children and I mean male children and you know maybe the baby in the womb is like you know what I think I know what they want I'm gonna become a guy hmm maybe <coughs> maybe that's how we also lost all of our soul myths um, they are they've been abolished or something I don't know so are we all just screaming into the void not to be hopeless about it but I think we all are but we all feel alone <coughs> I mean that's the whole point right we all feel alone But we also feel alone in this matter I believe we all think that maybe we ourselves are the only person who has yet to find a match maybe because we don't deserve it or maybe because um, nobody would accept it for who we are and you don't know how to change either like in what way or what if I'll never be able to find somebody that kind but I think everybody is going through it in different ways. and. I've seen even married people go through that. Maybe secretively. (laughs) They keep wondering like, okay, will my wife or my husband become this person who's better or become this person as I dream? But you know what? I hope all of us find that 180 rupees book eventually, you know. Like for example, I recently watched not recently watched meaning re-watched Rhythm which is one of my favourite Tamil movies. I, I keep watching it over and over again. When I was young, I didn't understand the simple pleasures of you know, those scenes that was there in the movie and I found that very boring for me when I was young because it didn't have that hardcore romance gestures as we see. And But this I, you know, when I started growing up, I started recognizing those little things and appreciated it for what it was because I think that's what we want in real life. The movie, yes, is like sparklingly good, even though it is trying to be, you know, normal and casual in a bookshelf. But that's the thing, no? there's so much of serendipity, even in a movie that is trying to talk about uh, normalizing Widow, widow, remarriage. There's so much of serendipity that you keep wondering that unless the universe is trying to tell you this, you always keep thinking that maybe it's the wrong choice. Maybe I've been en- I'm ending up with somebody, so even if you're dating someone, you're constantly questioning it like, um, I don't have a reason for it. Because what if I'm making up all my reasons because of my past trauma? because i don't have like you know this worldly sign or like okay otherworldly sign i mean (laughs) and a universe message that keeps saying that person is the one because we are all used to that we've normalized that so much to a point where we feel like just randomly meeting someone um, in i don't know like one group whatsapp group or something that your school friend created for their bachelor's party or something is not considered to be like a serendipitous connection but more like desperate choices or even like you know when you're just going to an instagram based event or like a heritage walk trust me these are great chances actually even those feel like you know great meet cute moments but, you know, it's, we we bogged it down to believing only if the bigger gestures were done was it even, uh, you know, worth pursuing. I think even in your meet-cutes, the serendipitous thing, it was. it's always about efforts and how much you want to pursue it. So we are all screaming into a void, helping, you know, helping nobody. But we're also hoping that somewhere, somehow, somebody would be able to receive our message. Um, so that it is not just a a black cushioned, leading to nowhere kind of void that just has absorbed all your yelling and your screeches. But maybe eventually you're supposed to meet. Very much like how Rhythm they meet i believe in their 30s or 40s i don't know i am giving them the leeway for any age i don't care <laughs> an age where they look like they're financially stable i think that is a good way <laughs> um, to accept and admit another person into their life that like they're financially stable and ready for a relationship and it's. I know the movie makes it feel like, okay, this person has been given to you by the universe. But you know what the movie does brilliantly as well? Even if the universe gives you that person, they just keep shunning them away. Like, no, nah, bye, no. At least, maybe Chitra's version is always like She's like, no, bye, go bye, go, go bye or something like that and the universe is like no have it no have it you have to eat your vegetables and then the, you have to have it it's very much like you know somebody keeps telling you that um, if you say you don't like this particular dish because when you were young you had this dish and you hated it and now they're saying no no, no. you have to try it you have to try it and just eventually they just shove a big spoon full of that into your mouth and you have no choice because you can't spit it also because their face is almost nearby and you will end up spitting on them so you just swallow it once or something and you're like "Ha! Huh, this was not a taste i expected to find then what did i hate at that point point? and then you remember maybe the one that you tasted when you were young was done by a bad cook Hmm. maybe right or was from a bad restaurant and why did we give it a bad rap? like, you know, saying that, why did you hate an entire dish because of that? We, we have no idea, like, somebody has to shove it down our throat. So maybe the universe works, it does, only when you reject the good one, so it is shoving it down. So what is something is not serendipitous, is because you've already accepted the good one the first time it got offered because just meeting somebody itself is an act of the universe and it's it's purely coincidental right so you've already accepted it in the first time itself and for those who keep telling me that uh, what if nothing was getting offered i mean go on more train rides maybe i don't know (laughs) go around walking Or best case scenario pull somebody's like on like you know on instagram keep commenting somewhere don't be a creep though sorry (laughs) but yeah eventually it it does work out even if you don't find somebody you would not just be building a, a perfect mental image but you would have made up your mind into believing that this is who i am and i would start accepting anybody for how they are and we'll find ways to make it work and it doesn't matter if they are way different from what you were expecting because um, maybe you didn't lo- like that dish as is yes everybody would love to have a new book for 100 rupees or 50 rupees but we're not gonna get that we're gonna get that very secondhand draft book only but it's a choice right like what if i said yes to that 180 rupees book right then and there maybe after i purchased it and then after i did come across the 151 and i be like oh, i am so glad i actually did that this time in the book fair i picked up this one book that i don't think i was um bothered about the cost as such because i couldn't find a copy of it and most of the book stalls and i found one quite similarly for like 200 bucks or something and i wasn't bothered about the cost as such because i think it looked cute meaning the state of it though it was second hand and i couldn't let it go so i just picked it up because i don't think that stall even had another copy of the same so i just picked it up and the next day when we were like continuing with the stalls obviously we couldn't finish thousand in a day but the next day when we continued towards you know the eight hundreds and we found a Great stall with really good, you know, lower down prices. I did find another copy of the same, but you know what? It didn't have all the pages, it was like three fourths or something of the book, and the price was also 200 again. <laughs> so, what if I'd missed out on the 200, hoping for another? I don't think I've i was hoping to find another because i'd already given up on that and you know there were like so many other books that were always on search so it's it's never like you're searching just for one book in a pile of all these uh, stalls right there's like always in in my list i had around 10-15 books and i was luckily uh, able to find eight of them and purchased them meaning i did find the others but i think i'd given them a chance for the next year i think finding those things are very much like finding characteristics in your potential other you have no idea where we might find them we might find them even in an arranged marriage situation maybe you might even find it among the person that your friend is trying to set you up with in a blind date or um, with the person that your brother has been raving about saying that oh this is my great friend that i think you should meet and you know it'll be great for both of you I don't know if brothers are that cool to do it these days but I'm saying each book in that list is pretty much like the characteristics that we had for the perfect image of this is who we we hope our soulmate is but we might not find everything but we might find a lot of those things in a better way we might actually end up buying a lot more books that were not even a part of the list and i think that is better and great so i think the screaming will end eventually you know what it might not end entirely as a screaming but what if it ends as a happy shout with your lucky other one with a person that you feel like yeah they are my best friend whether i know it or not they are my best friend and i would love to scream when i'm on a on top of the ride and now you need not look up from your pirate ship into somebody who's like waiting for these cute expressions because you know very well the cute expressions are not coming when you're up on the ride you're screaming you're actually screaming and this other person is also right there with you like clutching on to you know the bar or you i mean the you know handlebars and they're screaming along with you So you just have to find another person to scream with you and not necessarily somebody who listens to you and starts, you know, behaving as per your orders. They are not the bartender. They are a person you you start clinking drinks with. Yeah. Everybody does find one. As long as you don't stop screaming out loud to the universe and to saying that this is what I want and, you know, these are my list of books and help me find that they do come it, and it, universe will keep shoving stuff to you constantly till you you choke not to death but till you choke and be like this was actually good This spoonful of you know this sweet was actually good how did I miss out on it so I'm wishing y'all wishing everybody that y'all will find somebody maybe not in your twenties maybe not in your thirties but Definitely when you are stable enough to accept another person into your spot, you know, so that you have some wiggle room and to accept someone also who can scream inside. yeah.